Aquarius people, I hope we're sounding good to you. This episode is a Nairobi-based podcast production brought to you by me, Claire. And me, Akumu. And together we are the, the yes, yes Girls. We are two Nairobi-based wanderlusters who are making it our mission to say yes to doing, being and learning something different every two weeks. And we document our journeys. So this podcast is a strange and interesting result of us saying yes to sometimes challenging, sometimes fun, sometimes entertaining, hopefully like this one, and sometimes downright outrageous experiences. Crash! Bang! Claire, Claire, what's, what's happening? Are you okay? Uh, We're not going to pay for oh. that, for that uh, if you damage any, any equipment. <laughs> Seriously, what are you doing? What's 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 going on? Why are you not talking? I'm I'm producing sound. <laughs> I love the pun in that. Well, yes, <laughs> that I can see and hear. Sadly, <laughs> but um, oh. our listeners can only hear you, but they can't see you making a fool of yourself. Can you please stop it? Not until this episode is done, because we are Akumu mm -hmm. saying yes to. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Can you do the drum roll, please? Okay, okay. It has to be on the, on the mic. It has to be a proper <laughs> drum roll. <laughs> Learning sound production. Yikes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, imagine. So this is when we are covering um, as many essential and high demand 20, 21st century skills as possible. And this might be actually one of the top mm -hmm. ones. Yeah, because uh, graphic design will have to wait. <laughs> um, uh, we all think we can be content creators and that we can make videos with impeccable sound, right? Mm -hmm. But sound makes all the difference these days, yeah. especially, you know, when you look at uh, TikTok videos that look like they've been shot in some, you know, handheld smartphone and maybe they have impeccable sound and maybe they don't have it. So sound production is huge. Yeah, it makes all the difference. Even even a one that looks amateur will have perfect sound. So you know, there's a lot of thought and skill that's still gone into. But it. which one is better? A good video with bad sound, or a crappy video? With I think good what sound? you'll notice is even if it looks like a bad video, it's intended to look homemade. But when it's got good sound, you know that that's a good, that's that's there's been real content thought gone into that real production quality. Mm -hmm. But it's made to look like it's amateurish, even if they're actually got sound producers behind them. Mm. So as podcasters ourselves who work with consummate sound production specialists to produce these episodes, thank goodness, or you'd have this and crash all the time, <laughs> yeah. we thought we'd have a go ourselves. And in this episode, we are back to saying yes to the same challenge at the same time. The whole season. Yes. Not the just whole this season. episode. Actually, yes. And not like season two, because season two, one of us was our expert. So here we're working with a true expert in the field. And we also have our resident no-girl, who has been regaling us all season with our groundedness and her ability to really cut through the bullshit. <laughs> thank you, impeccable sound production there, Kumu. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> But wait, do we have any reviews or crowd love to share before we move on? But of course, we recently got an Instagram message from Abby Abunga, Abuga, sorry. And she said, I recently came across your podcast and I'm so excited to engage with your content. I'm in the UK for my undergrad first year. Uh, and last semester, was I was really depressed and homesick. This semester, I want things to be different. I'm trying to take advantage of my time here by saying yes more and trying new things. 
I literally screamed when I saw an episode on pole dancing because I just signed up for classes next month. Just wanted to say a quick thank you for creating this space. Thank you so much, Abby, and all the best in your undergrad. Akumu. Claire? Has that just made your day as much as it's made mine? I know. Clap, drum rolls. Yeah. Oh, is it claps? How do you do we claps? We can just do claps. I mean, <laughs> can't we just clap? That's a mic clap. <laughs> yes, Abby, we love you and we really hope you love pole dancing and that you love this episode. We're so grateful to you for listening and reach out to us anytime you're feeling lonely or sad. You're never alone. None of us are never, ever alone. And the same goes to all of you who are listening. But enough of that emotional stuff. Let's get on with the show. It's true to say that this is a very broad challenge. And our first point of action was to define how we were going to explore it. Mm-hmm. Sound production is so varied from recording to editing, voiceover, you name it. Stuff that I don't even know about. So we weren't going to be able to even scratch the surface of this in just a week unless we just focused on one specific aspect of it. So we decided to work on sound effects and music for videos. This being the social media age and everything, and us being just about millennials, this seems like a pretty important skill to develop as content producers ourselves and heavy consumers of content as well, at least in my case. But first, we should say who helped us to get there. Oh, whatever we got. Our expert for today's episode is Pedro Brian. So Pedro is, wait for it. Uh, I have to take a big breath to say all the things he is. So Pedro is a musician, a songwriter, recording artist, sound producer, and teacher who has some of the sweetest sounds coming out of his mouth that you'll ever hear. Oh, yes. And how do we know how good he is? Well, in case you don't recognize that name, if you listen to us a lot, you'll realize that we mention him on every episode because he's the maestro who composed and recorded our theme song. So thank you for our lovely... (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) That is the wrong spelling for that. How Actually, that write? is like do, dom. Tr, I wanted to say. How dom, do you write sound? Effect? I wanted to say dormitory. <laughs> <laughs> Just for those listening and not watching, of course, we we do have some <laughs> some of these things scripted so that we know what to say. And apparently, my scripting was not good enough for Akumu. She actually so anyway. wrote <laughs> So Pedo. my head just so dormitory. Well, I'm sorry. so thank you for our lovely Pedo Brian. Pedo Brian. So in our first chat with Pedo, we decided to focus on sound for videos and agreed to choose one short video less than a minute in length and work on the sound for that video, both of us separately. So we could record our own sounds, use free sound databases or do whatever we see fit. And we would use Audacity, which is a free piece of software that anyone, any of you can download and use at home. And so we asked Pedro more about, you know, before getting into it, we asked Pedro more about his chosen career and he had this to say. With sound design, especially for for video, like less is usually more, right? There's like when you shoot a video, random video, there's a lot of things going on. Like if you went out in the streets, there'd be cars passing by, there'd be people walking around people chatting, a lot of noise in the background. But then when you watch a movie, for example, you don't hear all that stuff. I don't know if you've you've noticed, yeah? 
because mm. yeah because you wouldn't know what to focus on yeah for video and audio i think audio is normally more important because you can have a very bad video with a very good sound and you'd be able to forget that the quality of the video is bad yeah but if you have a very clear video and a terrible sound even on youtube i think you you go to a couple of seconds and skip yeah with pedo's words ringing in our ears <laughs> pun intended ringing in our ears <laughs> love it <laughs> we set about finding our video we debated between recording a video ourselves but the limited time we had together during this challenge basically involved far too much wine on my side at least mm-hmm. so to be very effective with a camera that wasn't going to work so we decided to use a short clip from the movie guess, yes man guess it yeah you should have let them <laughs> sorry guess, <laughs> guess which movie the yes, yes man, man. okay How some of you, you who are not really old might not know this movie yeah it's an old movie when yeah, jim carrey didn't have any wrinkles at Jim Carrey's height, the height of his career, that's yes, the 90s, right? That's the 90s, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but before we started on, yeah, that Yes Man clip and how we'd add sound to it, we asked the No Girl to share some truth bombs with us. <laughs> Thank you for that. Sound production. I'm not sure what to say. That's very niche. I have an opinion on a lot of things, but sound production isn't one of them. I guess it's one of those things, if it's done right, you don't notice, but if it's bad, it ruins everything. I guess my question is, if you aren't just targeting sound production enthusiasts, can you make this episode interesting? Do I have to listen to it either way? Yeah? Okay. Yes, spot on, no girl. That's exactly what Pedro was saying to us. Good sound production makes all the difference, but you only notice how good the good sound production is when you hear something that is badly done. I know, like it's 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 a career that is forgotten a lot. Yeah, it's overlooked and it's, yeah. well, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. So, shall we hear about how our own sound production experiment went? Whether it was good, bad or downright ugly? Yeah, uh, let's go ahead. Well, actually, uh, it's your turn to go first today, <laughs> yes, girl. Let, let me do the drum rolls. That's a drum roll. That's how you wrote it. (laughs) So this challenge was exciting for me because I figured since I do a lot of amateur video editing in my phone for the Yes Girls videos, our reels and plus our sketching, my sketching videos, um, I thought it would all come naturally. (gasps) I've and just I realized you had a major advantage for this challenge. Kind of, I did, I did, Dang. but not. It's half true, half false. So I felt. I, I mean, half of it came naturally, and half of it didn't. Mm-hmm. So it was that's half true because moving, deleting, and chopping things off on a timeline is almost second nature right now. Because I mean, video editing apps do the same thing. And uh, that's thanks to a nifty phone app. Uh, okay, maybe I shouldn't mention it, right? Because they are yet to sponsor this podcast. Ooh, yeah. So all I'll say is that that video editing app I use rhymes with being short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of you might get it, some of you wouldn't. Um, I started using the app a few years ago, apart from, you know, on top of other apps. So it's been like two, three years of using, you know, this video editing apps on my phone. And yeah, shout out to the people who, the person who suggested InShot for me. 
Oh shit! Ah, uh, it away. Contact no. us for sponsorship, please. No, no, no. Damn it! Anyway, but I digress. The point is, I use that app almost every day these days, so it's almost second nature to work with content on a timeline. Ha! Pun intended, because I'm a content marketer, social media manager, so I also work with content on a timeline. Oh. Epic, right? That's a nice pun. So I guess it was half true that, you know, sound editing would come naturally, right? But it was also half false because this challenge is not just about sound editing, you know, cutting things. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more. It's about, you know, sound production, which includes, you know, editing, design, and that skillful good ear that I found out I don't exactly have. Um, yeah, because loving music and knowing, you know, when the music is starting at the beginning does not mean you're good at sound editing. Mm -hmm. And I learned that. Sound production. So the first step to this uh, entire experience, since we chose to use Audacity, is that I had to get the program on my phone. I mean, on my laptop, sorry. And my laptop is not your average laptop. It's so much better, by the way. It's a, it's a Chromebook. Yeah, says the Mac user. <laughs> so if you're a Chromebook user like me, shout out to you lovely people and you intelligent people. Uh, you understand that the struggle is real. The struggle of using offline Swift software is very real. Like Chrome, uh, a Chromebook by definition is a, is a laptop that's based online, right? So it's very hard to find things that are even made for the Chrome OS. Yeah. So getting Audacity on mine was an experience. Let's just say I had to activate the Linux side of things because Chromebook is kind of connected to Linux, I think. I stand corrected. Yeah. But so I had to activate the Linux side of things, download a Linux container and somehow use that container to host Audacity, the Audacity that I was going to download. So here's you, a, you lost me already. I know. Let's just say I had to add in a Linux environment because there's no OS app. Mm. Add in the environment, add in Audacity because Audacity has a Linux app. Yeah. This is my experience with that. Since, <clears throat> since I have a Linux, uh, oh, sorry, I don't have a Linux, sorry. Since I have a Chromebook, um, and it's a pretty new Chromebook, um, for, for me to run Audacity, I have to actually, yeah, so searching on the web, how to install Audacity. And uh, they say, you know, I have to turn on the Linux development environment. So I went to my settings on my laptop and turned that on. And then it, you know, it did this long line that fills up where it says, you know, it's <clears throat> it's installing the Linux container. So once it's installed, it opens that black screen. You know that black screen that is always on Mr. Robot? <laughs> And I see that black skin and it's just saying, you know, penguin, uh, you know, uh, full semicolon. And then, you know, the, the some cursor that I have to write in. And I'm both excited and terrified. Excited because I have to, I, I kind of have the chance of pretending to be Mr. Robot. <laughs> Not Mr. Robot, but the, the main uh, character, Mr. Robot, because he always writes in a black skin some, some commands. And then I'm also terrified because shit. What the hell do I do? The last black, black screen I saw in my life was uh, MS Prompt when I was learning computers. Yes, I'm that old. So I was feeling like such a badass after conquering that black screen. Yeah, just like the guy in Mr. Robot. So all thanks to a pretty straightforward tutorial by the guys at Chrome Ready, such a godsend. So in the end, I successfully installed uh, Audacity on my laptop. And my laptop still functions well, despite the fears of crushing the hell out of it. So now that I had Audacity, uh, which is a weird thing to say for us Chrome users, um, yeah, because we hardly ever have any app in our laptop. So 
the first step after that was, you know, looking at the intro videos that Pedro had sent us. There were like three or four cool videos about sound design, what to think about when you're doing, when you're adding, you know, effects, sound effects in a video, you know, things we all overlook when you're looking at any video. Any video. So <clears throat> I watched those. They were really cool. They gave me ideas on how to work on my project. And then I moved on to, you know, Audacity-specific tutorial videos on YouTube. And since we amateurishly decided to use the original clip from Yesman as a base and not a guide, we were in for a lot of hitches. <laughs> amateurishly, because uh, you'll hear what Pedro says in the end. <laughs> And the amateur decision maker between the two of us was the person speaking to you right now. <laughs> I'm the one who decided, so we'll use the clip mm -hmm. as it is. Keep the sound, remove the background. No, keep and that, the voice. Keep the voice and mm -hmm. remove the background. So any sounds, background sounds, any music behind. And that was difficult. Was it difficult for you as it was for me? <laughs> hey. Yeah, you'll tell me. Plus, anyway. plus one, plus one, plus one. <laughs> Yeah, I second, I second. Yeah. So, I mean, we had to isolate the vocals. Um, this is the right lingo to use for the sound people. Um, so we had to get around, get rid of the background, keep the vo vocals. And that was really hard because um, I tried to follow the YouTube tutorials, you know, how to isolate sound. It looked straightforward until I realized our clip is uh, complicated. So I tried, you know, voice isolation, which is a feature. I tried noise reduction. I isolated the center. Don't ask me what that means. Uh, I, know I did normalization as well. And honestly, I don't even remember what I did in exact steps. But in the end, my background kind of faded away somehow. And then I went to Epidemic Sound. So this is a website with sound, music that you can license, you can use for a small fee. And you're using it for free for anything you're using online. Because everything is licensed. You have to license. I mean, it's a license. So I didn't use a free website. I've used Epidemic Sound before. So I went there to get uh, the different kinds of sound I would add to the clip, the tension music I would use for my little sound production project. So I decided on a couple of different sound effects, um, sounds or effects that I would add into the clip. So the clip, maybe I'll just explain a bit of it. We chose the exact clip of the movie where Jim Carrey is running from the hospital. And he's running to tell this girl he loves her, right? Mm -hmm. So he meets a friend of his in just outside the lift. And he asks him for, you know, uh, his motorbike. I mean, his car. The guy says, I don't have a car, I have a motorbike. And then, yeah. So the clip mm, ends the with, with the motorbike and Jim Carrey going with the motorbike. Yeah. So we chose that because there are a lot of different sounds um, in that, you know, 40 second clip. So here's a clip of me explaining the sound effects I was going to add. The kind of videos that Pedro had sent us, um, there's this guy who explained that part of sound design is looking at the video that you want to add sound to and figure out what, you know, sounds can you add or amplify. So I did the same. I looked at the video and figured out, okay, there are some sounds that I want to amplify, specifically if someone was to listen to the video and just know what's happening. So I felt like um, first they needed to know it's kind of a hospital. Okay, he says he's a nurse. That's, you know, it's a hospital. So he didn't need to have very hospitalish sounds, but he needed to look, feel like an environment. So I added, you know, um, hospital ambient sounds. I found that. And then I wanted to add the lift sound so that someone knows a lift has just arrived. And I wanted to add, you know, 
the sound of the lift door closing. So that ding sound is in everyone's mind as the elevator. Um, it's not very clear on the video, so I wanted to add those and amplify them. The other thing, obviously, I wanted to add was music, background music, like tension to show that, ooh, this is the start of something big. And yeah, I think when he stops the door, I also wanted to get that sound of doof, someone stopping a lift door. Now, that's very hard to find. There's no, obviously, I tried, you know, elevator stopping. <laughs> it's really hard even to search for it in the, in the, in the, in the sound uh, websites. So I found something called, you know, a door knock. And there are a couple of door knocks, like a normal wooden door knock is not what I was looking for. And anyway, elevator doors are not made of wood. So I was looking for kind of like a metallic knock of a sound. So I found something called a ship door knock. And it's perfectly what I wanted. So yeah, I am going forward with my project. So after I had my sound sorted, I thought I would amplify the sliding sound too. <laughs> so you know, before he goes to the lift, he slides a bit with his socks. So I thought I'd add that, but it's really hard to find, you know, sliding socks, sliding with socks. <laughs> it's really hard to search for that in mm -hmm. epidemic sound. I tried sliding on the floor. I couldn't find anything. Maybe it wasn't there or I didn't know how to search for it. So I decided to use my favorite musical instrument. Guess what? My mouth. So here's how. So I'm trying to make a sliding sound, like when someone slides uh, with their socks uh, on the floor. Um, I don't want to attempt it in my house because I don't fall. So I'm going to try and make it with my mouth. <laughs> I was never a soprano. Uh, this needed a soprano voice, but I really tried. So here it is. And then um, with what I have, uh, I will probably you know increase the pitch higher and then it will actually sound like the sliding sound that i'm trying to amplify so now that i had all i needed i decided everything i i, I decided to add everything on the timeline or rather timelines so the difference with you know video editing most of the things are on one of course the music is in another level but it kind of looks like it's in the same room but i think with the audacity they look like you have four different rooms on para in parallel with each other so it, it's uh, it, more difficult so I had like four timelines you know and then I had to do fade-ins add bass to the background music you know change a few things you know the sound of music when you want to hear the voices there's a lot of rules there's also this rule of you know voices have to be like 20 dbs 20 decibels above the volume of the music I don't know if that's a rule is that a rule Ryoba? You've heard about it. Okay, I'm just asking our editor here. <laughs> yeah, so I broke that rule willfully because at some point um, I, I, I felt like the music was too low and I couldn't hear it. And me, I like hearing the music in the background because it's, for me it was adding tension to the time when he says, oh, I'll take the Ducati. Yeah. Ducati. Ducati. Yeah. So I added music at that point. Um, but it was clearly to my detriment because um, you'll hear Pedro's feedback. Pedro thought it was a bit too loud for that point. So I should have just kept to the 20 decibels below that rule, which I broke. So I think in the end, you know, I was able to add uh, different sounds to the thing. I was able to add a couple of elements that were missing in the video, like, you know, the lift sound, the lift, when he stops the lift and all that. So I was pretty happy with my final production either way. 
although you know this this the levels of sound were not perfect yeah but i'm happy to finally call myself a producer <laughs> yeah so that was my experience okay calling yourself a producer is a, pr- a pr- producer mm-hmm. is a pretty big a bold claim uh, i'm happy to take it i take anything full disclaimer here This challenge fell at a very difficult time for me and it almost completely derailed the challenge for me actually. Um, So Zach and my partner had a pretty traumatic injury uh, a few weeks ago and after almost a week in hospital we've been having a long recovery at home and at the time of this challenge I was trying to cope with having full-time live-in help for the first time, nursing support, almost weekly hospital visits, sometimes five-time daily family and friends visits to the house all whilst holding down a full-time job and just trying to cope with everything. So this challenge got a little bit delayed for me. Maybe we should have said yes to learning how to care for someone who's learning to walk and balance again. Good one. And who has the short-term memory of Dora from Finding Nemo. Anyway, enough excuses. Once we settled on the clip to use, it was less talking, more action. Or rather, less sound and then... More sound again, but different sound. (laughs) Anyway, I'm just procrastinating again, which I did a lot of in this challenge. So the first challenge, um, as Akuma mentioned, was actually to strip away the sound and only keep the vocals. That took me a whole night. Maybe I shouldn't have started working on it at 9.30 p.m. as I'm not... I'm not a real night owl. I regularly work until 10 or 11 p.m., but I'm not like a night owl. It's usually because I'm finishing something up. So this time, it was definitely a bad idea. Whatever I tried, it just wouldn't work. First, the option that Google was telling me I needed to select to cancel out the vocals just mm-hmm. wasn't coming up Wait, on my so drop-down menu. Wait, you're using Google, not YouTube? I used Google. <laughs> YouTube doesn't want to be my friend. Google okay. is. Okay. So it just wasn't coming up on the drop-down list on Audacity. Uh-huh. So every time I wanted to remove mo- vocals, the remove vocals button just wasn't there. Which one? The vocal isolation? Whatever. It's called Remove Vocals. Oh, there's another one. Remove Vocals, I think. And then when I did manage to make it appear, Mm -hmm. that in itself took at least 20 minutes. MacBook, remember people? Nothing happened. MacBook, MacBook. (laughs) It's not the MacBook's fault. I clicked it and nothing happened. So basically that first night was a disaster. So at the end of the night, there was was nothing changed? Mm, I mean, no. (laughs) <laughs> or like something would change but completely the opposite Small. direction ah, okay. or like there would only be background noise and no vocal <laughs> oh, shit how and i, 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 I couldn't do that how did you manage i don't do know that? and saxo could just see me getting more and more flustered and genuinely angry and you should know that my house gets very hot at night it's like it traps all the heat of the day and then just bottle, bottles it up for the night time mm-hmm. when you're trying to work or sleep or you know do nighttime. And i think things. it's the whole of nairobi <laughs> Maybe, but some houses get cold at night. Mine gets very hot, even if it's cold in the day. Mine too. So this is the only voice note I could bring myself to make that fateful night. I don't know what I'm doing. Don't tell anyone. So I thought I should call it a night and resume the next day. I also deliberately resumed in the early evening the next day to avoid those nighttime horrors that I thought might come again. You know, the anger, the heat, you get the gist. This went much better. Having Mm -hmm. a clear head and a new determination to make it work meant that within a few minutes, okay, maybe 40 minutes, (laughs) I'd stripped it down to just the vocals. Listen for yourself. 
Today is so much better than yesterday. Let's not even get into it. I think doing these things late at night is a mistake. So at least now I've managed to remove the kind of background noise, just zone in on the vocals. And now I'm just adding some ambient noise. Ambient noise. And it doesn't sound that bad. Then the fun could begin, adding in the sound effects. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to say that to me, part of the fun was not necessarily the end result, Mm -hmm. but the process I went through. Mm -hmm. Firstly, the planning in my head and out loud. I spoke with the people in my house to brainstorm how they could help me create sounds like footsteps and motorbike sounds, (laughs) using only our bodies and what's lying around the house. How did you remove the motorbike? That is expert work. Damn. Well, in theory, but when I actually tried it, I realized, number one, my laptop microphone would not do our bodies and housely possessions justice. MacBook, MacBook, it's MacBook. Not, I mean, like tapping my hands against the laptop to make footsteps just sounded like someone tapping a laptop. And your phone? No, even worse. And <laughs> and then you also have the like the brushy movements of your hands trying to move and you'd have to clean those again this is a lot of work which i wasn't going to go down to that level or go up to that level (laughs) so then we skipped to the next stage which was going through the sounds i could find on the free online sound databases that pedo had mentioned to us and i found all sorts and realized that when you want footsteps it's not precise enough to search for footsteps like you said Mm -hmm. there are female footsteps on concrete floor (laughs) footsteps with leather shoes on wooden floor in basement (laughs) You name it. And sometimes... Footsteps on grass. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's so bad. Exactly. But sometimes even the descriptions and like the actual... And the names don't even match the sound. You're like, that doesn't sound like footsteps on grass. So I found myself listening to about 20 different footstep sounds before settling on the one that most seemed to match. Jim carries... Jim carries Yes Man, like, besocked running footsteps on hospital linoleum but how does how do socks make footsteps well they do though don't they (laughs) but how do you recreate that because if you actually wear footsteps and like i have linoleum in my house kind of and you can feel the footsteps you can hear them it's a particular like soft yeah that's very hard to find but how do you recreate it and you need very good microphones yeah so i just settled on the one that sounded most not like high heels on a concrete floor (laughs) And then I added some motorbike sounds, an elevator ding, some crashing wood sound, like all the bits you mentioned with the video, I just added those sounds in and made some effort to adjust the volumes enough for it not to seem like they were coming from like different ends of a football pitch, you know, so <laughs> yeah. you don't have like a really loud footstep and then the motorbike just goes, yeah, <laughs> it that, that proportional. That shifting is the hardest yeah. part, I think. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I I didn't really quite manage to balance them all out. That would be some production 102. No, and I three, was on some, 302. Yeah, it was on production 103. <laughs> and I was on some production 101 preparatory. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I got stuck. So the sounds I used were basic and I wasn't at the stage of using fancy tricks. But um, to be honest, I was just so relieved more than anything to just get something that ticked the main boxes of the obvious sounds that the screenplay suggested there should be, mm-hmm. right? And that were recognizable. Yeah. Um, so I was I was quite unam- unambitious and maybe I should have thought more outside the box, but that's kind of all I had the time for, you know, mm-hmm. putting like the ambient noises and looking at tutorials and how, you know, adding like music and tension music like you did. Mm-hmm. 
that would really have added a lot more to it and playing tricks with the the sound to make them layer in a different way and as pedo said sound production is about making people hear what you want them to hear so exactly. it's not just put a motorbike sound and an elevator ding if you want people to know well someone's coming you just isolate the elevator ding and you even drown out all the other noise like exactly. if people are in a restaurant having dinner yeah in real life the chatter of the people around you would be the loudest thing exactly but all you hear is them saying it's so nice to be here with you or the yeah. sound of the cutlery on the plate yeah. yeah if it's an awkward dinner yeah, so it's usually part of telling the story what you want them to focus on. Exactly, yeah. and that's what that was the biggest learning is. for me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I I learned that, but I didn't implement it. Um, but at least now I can say that I can muddle through the basics of audacity. Mm-hmm. And when talking to a sound producer, I can maybe understand some of the technical concepts they're explaining to me. Exactly, um, and at least that storytelling aspect of it. Yeah. Even if I'm far from being able to carry any of them out myself anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. So at least a step ahead. So we've produced enough sound about our experiences. I think we should hear from our expert. Like the true expert, right? Yes. Um, so we want to hear what Pedro had to say about how we tackled the challenge and, you know, how our short clips, you know, the sound of the short clips worked. Um, yeah. So let's hear what he has to say. I think uh, you did a very good job considering this is the first time you're trying this without any prior experience. And uh, rating it with that in mind, I'm going to give Claire a 7 out of 10 just because we are not looking for professionalism here because it's your first time doing this. So I think you did a good job at it. So the part where the phone rings and you thought of that, I'm going to give you extra points. So considering this also your first time, I'm going to give you an 8 out of 10. Yeah. So as you both found out from the challenge, sound design is a very important part of production and once you start actually doing it then you realize how important it is and how hard and difficult it can be and uh, you start to appreciate the work that someone does in the background and that's often overlooked yeah so for anyone out there who's also interested in sound design I think the tools are out there and uh it's just a matter of knowing that sound design is just as important as video and uh, there's lots of tools most of them are free tools as Claire and Akumu figured out there's a lot of things you can learn in a very short time and be a sound designer once you get the basics right then everything else just flows Pedo is definitely a fair but very realistic judge. I think we can agree. And I think it's great that he encourages everyone to have a go because the tools are out there. You can just play around, especially if you're an aspiring content producer or just want to pick up a new 21st century skill. Or if you're already a content producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Content, uh, you know, all this con- digital content creators. Yeah. Add the sound production feather to your bow. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fair and realistic, or rather fair and hardcore truthful and not afraid to ruffle some feathers, no girl, we want to hear your voice. I can see that you put your heart and soul into this challenge. As Claire said, 
this took place at a very tough time in her life. And it may have affected her final outcome, but when you're in it for the long run, and by that I mean the podcast, not the sound production, the most important thing is to show up and keep going. Showing up every time is easy when things are going well, but showing up on your bad days is the difference between those who make progress and those who, who drop out. I do, however, think that sound production is truly one of those things that you can't just dip your toe in, even if your heart and soul is dipped in along with it. You either make it your career and give it your all, or you leave it to the experts. And hopefully, like the programming challenge from an earlier season, this episode will be helpful to those considering a career in sound production. Once again, the no girl is spot on here. Uh, I tend to agree with her. Like we didn't excel here, quite excel. I mean, we were very new and this this beast is super huge. Uh, one week is not enough to slay the beast. Um, and sometimes that's what challenges teach us. They teach us our limits and also, you know, how much respect we can give people who actually do what we were trying to do, you know. So however much we push them, you know, our limits are still, we might still be there. But having, you know, a clear objective of what you're trying to achieve is crucial. Otherwise, you may just end up feeling a little deflated like us sometimes. Yeah. But this was a, such a good challenge for us. Um, I think with every, you know, every learn and uh, do challenge, there's a lot more respect to people who yeah. do those careers or do those things for a living exactly and we always try to make sure that we don't dumb down any profession or skill we we have a go at them for a short while and see what we can do in a short amount of time but there's people who study this for years and years and are still learning and you know in in fact we're almost trying to highlight just how much dedication and skill it does take to become amazing at something exactly um, so if you want to edit your specific videos for social media or really learn the tips and tricks that work for your style of video my advice is follow tutorials, pay someone to teach you or pay someone to do it like an actual expert. But most of all, take your time and be patient with yourself. That's my big takeaway from this one. Yeah. Give yourself a lot of grace. And uh, yeah, even if one thing takes 40 minutes, it's still worth it because you're learning so much in those minutes. Yeah. Sometimes I think we should actually take our own advice more often. <laughs> what are you referring to? <laughs> what are you referring to? You'll find more images, videos and clips from our sound production attempts on our Instagram and on all social media platforms at Yes Girls Podcast. We will hopefully upload some of our actual clips if, you know, we can given copyright issues yeah i think we can't use their, their voices but if we do the voices we can upload that yeah because <laughs> so you might have jim even, carrey even sound of their voices talking yeah that's so copyright. we have to be careful with, with copyright issues but we'll upload what we can and just share with you some little extracts so you can see what we actually got up to and if you want to suggest something that you think the yes girls should do be or learn for a future uh, episode or season send us your ideas if you want to share your expertise, business, or passion with us through one of our episodes or seasons, get in touch with us. Again, that's at Yes Girls Podcast across all platforms. We also share behind-the-scenes photos and videos of our various experiences, so you can get to see a little of what we put ourselves through, all in the name of doing, being, and learning for your entertainment. And education. Let's up the volume for our podcast producers, Sampisha Productions, out of Snowball Studios, along with Ernest and Dioba, who produced this episode. They are actual 
sound production experts. Yes, so they'll be nitpicking the whole <laughs> episode. We, we won't show them what we actually did <laughs> on uh, on Audacity. We, we don't want them to lose respect for us. Do they have access to that drive? No. Good. Uh, we need to cancel out the noise around Sam Kagura of Eterno Concepts who did our amazing logo design. What can we do but amplify, fine-tune, and make a lot of sound about our theme song producer and expert this episode, Ped O'Brien. Check out his work on his YouTube channel, Ped O'Brien. That's P-E-D-D-O-B-R-I-A-N. You try to turn that on the volume, but her truth just keeps speaking out. It's our no-girl. Thank you. And who would, we be, who would we be without you, yes girls, boys, and everything in between, who inspire us to keep saying yes to things that... Maybe sometimes we probably shouldn't. <laughs> That's it for this episode of the Yes Girls, this learning episode and one that got our brains hurting for a while, you know, brains and everything. I think we need a break, don't you? Well, yes, but we have a few more episodes to go of this season before we get to take a break. And then season four won't be far behind. That's for sure. Whoa. Damn. Okay. Of course, because I am a Kumu. And I'm Claire, and we are, and always will be, loud and proud, the Yes Girls! <laughs> Crash! Boom! You're doomed! Doom! Doom! Doom!